Hi, I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and you're listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. So, this recording is just to talk to everybody out there in the world. I see that, like, my podcast is reaching to parts that I never thought it would reach. I don't know who's listening, but I see that people in Russia and Canada, the UK, Australia, Egypt, um, a bunch of places are just listening. So, if you're one of those countries out there that are listening to this podcast and you're getting something from it and you're on this episode eventually. If you're, I don't know where you're at um, as far as the listening is concerned. Oh, in France. Um, I would love to hear from all of my queer humans in the world. So there's a lot going on in the world and, uh, you know, COVID and in America where I'm from, uh, obviously we just uh, got rid of tr- the dumpster and I know the world doesn't really appreciate that person, which is totally fine. Because I don't either. He's a poor, horrible human being. Um, but that being said, the interesting part is that we have to now see what goes on with um, human rights. But really, black lives and black trans women, queer rights, um, you name it. <laughs> well, let's see what happens. I mean, Biden, we need to hold him accountable in the world. I mean, just because we elect our president here for our law, um, it affects everywhere in the world because of the way we trade with each other and the way we talk and, um, you know, the way we work together. Well, we actually want to work together. Some people don't want to work together, and that's totally fine. They want to completely create a dictatorship in the world. Um, But that's not very nice, and... They're killing people. They're killing queer people. You know, like in Jamaica, for instance, I don't know if anyone knows this, it's like there are people that um, seek asylum because people just open someone's front door and shoot them in the face and kill them, and nothing's ever done. I mean, not that I know of. Hopefully there's repercussions, but I doubt it because of the manchismo attitude down there. The I'm better than you because I'm a man attitude, and you're a man is a man, and a man needs to be with a woman doesn't make any sense. It just only derives from the fact that people have um, really, truly uh, um, have lost themselves. You know, this season is all about um, queer artistry, right? So queer artists and them really invoking their um, abilities, whether it be singing, telling their story, poetry, um dance which is i can't put on here but uh i'm a dancer first that's my background i grew up um in massachusetts in a town called worcester city and i grew up dancing at two dance studios and i went to a performing arts high school a performing arts magnet school an arts magnet school so i had dance in the school and theater and big musicals and big plays 
and I was very lucky and I had a lot of community theater. I did a bunch of that growing up. Some of my favorite shows I did were Oliver and uh, Damn Yankees. I enjoyed being in My Fair Lady when I did it. Um, what else did I do? And then I did shows in high school, of course, like Guys and Dolls and um, The Wiz and uh, Barnum. All these, all these great musicals, and I was allowed just to um, be on that stage and be myself. Now, I didn't always take advantage of that because in high school, and everyone knows that in high school you feel a little bit, um, you feel like no one is hearing you, which is why I created this podcast. So this is another art form to get the word out there that we're here, we're queer, you really just need to get over it because we ain't going anywhere. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Now, I know in some parts of the world, honestly, like, just for you to be listening to this podcast, if you're hearing this, I really want to know if you are actually hearing this. You need to just, you can reach out to me on my Instagram, at Quarantine Podcast, and Facebook, at Quarantine Podcast. I won't tell anybody. Um, that's the other thing with this podcast is, oh, uh, you know, I created this to just give a voice. The voice doesn't always have to come with a name and I think this gets confusing. It doesn't really. The voice just needs to be the story because the story needs to be heard because if the story is heard, then the people out there in the world can relate to that. Whatever that is. You know, I talk to people all over the world all the time. I always have. That's been a part of my work. When I was performing, I was touring. I was doing regional theater, cruise ships, um, a big children's show called Bear in the Big Blue House Live brought me to the Middle East in Bahrain and I met people there and I experienced um, that culture which is beautiful um, right after 9-11 you know and my mom was so scared for me but I I didn't really have any fear I just went because I knew I had to I don't know if it was for the reasons that I think that it's for now now the way I think like oh well we definitely probably brought joy and, and had an impact on what was going, you know, to keep people from not thinking too much about how awful America looked because we have a bad reputation over there. And and so anyways, uh, but yeah, so, but the, it's just always in the work, no matter what it is. You're doing something, you're being creative, right? So even, even by taking the steps and actions to listen to this podcast, you've come... And you found it somehow, and you downloaded it, and you you're hearing it, and uh, it's it's for you. I used to do lots of things so selfishly because in the in the in the entertainment business, what happens is you get wrapped up in your talent, and a lot of times when you're super 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 talented, you're that's just what you do, and like that's pretty freaking awesome. There were some crazy ass people on Broadway with some crazy-ass talent. They trained really hard, but they definitely were born with those abilities to um, present um, the caliber that is Broadway or tours or dance companies, and that's their mindset. And that's all of our mindset. We want to get to the next thing. But at some point, um, I knew that my talent wasn't going to... My talent as a dancer wasn't going to necessarily get me to the spot because I didn't believe in it hard enough and I didn't feel it being necessary for me to continue. So, you know, and then at some point I was like, I got to stop auditioning and 
And um, I don't want to just work on gigs anymore. So that was my transition, right? We all go through these transitions. But in the entertainment business, since we're talking about queer artists, that was mine. I mean, I experienced a lot of different things. And um, I wasn't a very nice person in my early 20s. I definitely, um, I definitely was not a nice person. <laughs> I will say that I had, I mean, I had definitely had a lot of anger issues and I lashed out when I was a kid. Um, it could have been from a number of reasons, but my reasons, my reasoning that I came up with was, of course, my dad wasn't as there as much as he, um, I thought he should have been. I do believe that, um, parents are very important or parental figures are very important, need to be grounded and have structure, especially at an early age, because I did at one point do this for a living, um, as a preschool teacher instilling instilling structure. And it's very important like to have that. And then at some point you can break off and do whatever you want. But up to a certain point, I would say between like uh, seven, six or seven years old, then you can really start to like let your, you know, you can let your kid do whatever they want. Um, but let them um, really make them skip their schedules for themselves. But, but before that, they really need a lot of help. I mean, we just do. I mean, we need help our whole lives. We need the structure. feels good. That's why this pandemic is probably driven people crazy. Because all of a sudden, it's completely stopped everyone's structure. And I think that was the more of an, more of an identity crisis more than anything during this. Because they were like, well, if I'm not doing that, then I'm probably lesser than. Which is not true. But, and... We have to figure out a way to work through this. So it's going to take years and years. But back to the entertainment business. So I was not very nice, but I would say dance is what probably grounded me more than anything. I don't like to be told what to do. I'm very much my own person. I um, I could not stand being put in a box just because I was in the business it didn't mean I had to go to get in the business to a certain place, although it's very good to have those goals, and I definitely was trying to succeed them. Um, but I didn't want... I, didn't, I, 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 I was just, like, too much. I was like, this is so stupid. I'm, I'm just, like, pulling and pulling and pulling, and I don't believe in it enough to, to do it. So I had to figure out different ways. So I was a professional dancer for, like, 10-plus years, very lucky at 16 to get a job at a, par a theme park called Bush Gardens in Virginia. Really young, and I learned a lot. And I was around all these like college students, and it was real fun. Also came out of the closet. So, I, you know, it's important to tell your story. And this is why I'm saying this, because I use the entertainment business as a way to get out of a situation I thought I shouldn't be kept in, which is like being at home, going to college, Doing all the things that everyone should do. I didn't even start driving until I was 35. Well, officially, uh, with a license. So I was 35 because I went to the city. And everyone's always, like, astounded by that because I didn't achieve um, one of those life experiences that everybody else achieves. I also didn't go to college. Um, I had a lot of different jobs. I didn't also live in New York City and audition in New York City. I auditioned at other places and got the jobs that way. Um, I had a long-term relationship. It, I wasn't, I was very monogamous with that person at the time, who was one of my best friends, dear friends in my life, um, whom I love deeply and the whole entire family. I was still very angry during all those times in my 20s when all that was going on. Um, 
I always felt lesser than when I would walk into a room and someone was pretty prima ballerina and I was just like, I'm just gonna do it the way I feel my body can do it. And that's, you know, those are all the thoughts that go through your mind and they still go through your mind. Even making this podcast, you know, it's like interesting because I'm just doing it the way I want to do it. And I'm using examples around me to be inspired or to never do that because I don't like it. Um, But I just want to have real conversations and just meet real people and get the word out there. So going through the business and doing all of that, it was just a very interesting, um, very interesting dynamic. And then when I started to choreograph like professionally, like I got paid to do it in like 2010. Also, I didn't move to New York City till 2006. So I graduated high school in 2000. During the whole time in the 90s, when I was in junior high and high school, I performed a lot. I mean, a lot. I mean, I also, everyone always joked and called me the Messiah in my family because I always was performing and I always was the center of attention because that's what the, that's what the industry itself lends, lends it to you. So you're going to be the center of attention constantly. People are going to always praise you and say the best at everything you do, which in reality, I was okay at everything. I was great at some things. I definitely surpassed people when it came to certain skills Um, but that's because that's what human beings are and it doesn't mean what you're doing isn't any more, isn't any less, isn't, isn't as important. Like you, what you're doing is just as important just because that person's doing it that way. You know, and that's where the form of jealousy comes up with or the thing, or the like, I'm going to work harder to get that skill down. Um, but there was no, there's just no reason to feel a constant pressure at something you're supposed to love doing. Like you shouldn't have to feel that. You should just be easy, breezy, beautiful. Cover girl. Uh, for real. That's it. That's what it should be. I don't believe it should be. You're going to feel pressure when you're in like a situation and feel stressed because you want it to be perfect in your eyes. Like I'm also a perfectionist. So like. And then the industry doesn't, the industry lends itself to that. And then it definitely doesn't lend itself to that because anything can happen when you're on stage. I would do 13 shows a week. I'm talking, girl, I'm talking, listen, nine shows of cats and then a couple of kids show, a couple of forms of a kids show, 13 shows come Sunday, you know, Tuesday through Sunday. Um, you're dead tired. You've exhausted yourself for a dollar and it's all good because <laughs> you love what you do. And I did love what I was doing. I loved all of it, but... <clears throat> I just knew there was more. So then I finally started choreographing in like 2010 and this is, um, and then like I performed and dabbled here and there and everywhere, um, with different, different ventures. Um, but I really enjoy creating it and leaving it and walking away. I think that's really a great experience for someone like myself. Um, and then I met my husband now, Jason. I mean, I'm jumping pretty quickly, but, um, but he's a performer He's a B. Arthur and female impersonator. She is from the Golden Girls. They're the Golden Gays NYC. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned them several times throughout different episodes of the podcast. If you love drag queens, look them up at the Golden Gays NYC. You should look them all up. Look up every single thing you could possibly look up. Ask questions. Listen to those people around you. Even if you're in a place and you're listening to this podcast and you feel like you don't have a voice or you aren't heard, you're not seen, you know, in any way, but you are, you are, you are. I swear to God or whomever you believe in, you are. Um, 
you know. I love the entertainment business. I love sitting in the theater. I love the smell of the theater, the lights, the sound. I don't like the politics. And I don't like um, how much money gets involved to do something that should be just so effortless. So I often have to find a balance, which is why I left performing full-time and really started to figure out a balance. And I think I have that balance now, which it could change in, like, tomorrow. Um, but I, I feel like I'm pretty good with the balance. So, I, um, yeah, I also had to mend a lot of relationships. I had to go and make amends to the people that I hurt when I'm running my mouth because I don't fucking care. But I do care. I do care about a lot of things. Um, I don't care about, though, I don't care what you do in your life. I don't care how you do it. I do care about you. And I think that's a misconception when it comes to um, all of us being attached to each other. And in the queer community specifically, we feel like um, you either feel like everyone should just be okay with it or you're like, they're never going to be okay with it, so I'm going to cut them off. Um, But there has to be a middle ground. And I am not saying in any way, shape, or form that you need to be okay with someone not liking you because you are being you. That is completely false. No one should ever, ever be okay with that. If this person doesn't like you because you have the opportunity to be you and they don't want to be themselves or they want to have a, they're having a hard time with you actually being your authentic self, then you know what? Fuck them. I was like, but definitely explore the possibilities inside of that, of course, and see um, see why that they are doing that. Don't assume just because they've we've trained they've trained you to see them as they are, and that doesn't necessarily mean that's how they completely are. Because you know, identity, you know, identity definitely takes hold of people. We have identity. We have identity crises. We're suffering it right now, and this, we have no empathy because we don't teach empathy. Um, and this, and in our country, in America, um, and then around the world, like you, you, people are still getting murdered because they're gay, they're trans, they're bisexual, uh, they are lesbian, they are queer, just across the board queer. All the different letters, all the different words, you know, just because you're being your queer, authentic self. People are murdering people, are banishing them from their fan- country. Like, if, if you if you think about it this way, if you think about it this way, they're doing that because they're afraid of themselves. You know what I mean? They're afraid because you aren't afraid. Well, you might be afraid, but you are actually taking the steps to being yourself. So, because of that, they're going to come up with all these reasons. Like, I don't want you to get hurt. People are mean. It's against our religion. It's, um, that's the biggest one. It's, uh, well, it's disgusting. <clears throat> it's to be a man and a woman. There's nothing that actually says that it should ever be just a man and a woman. It makes no sense. Besides, a man and a woman is a box. It's a, it's a construct that is created for just who fucking knows. But we got our boys, girls, um... You can call them that, our siblings. You can call them everything in between, anything you want. But the bottom line is, if you're being your true self, and you and you and you say, "This is what I am," this is who I am. More importantly, 
and someone has a problem with that, then we have a problem. Then, then, then they have a problem with themselves. Like that's just all there is to it. You know, being in the entertainment business, like I didn't really come across that. I felt like I could always be my true self. But the the bottom, the, the actuality of it is, is that people actually, even though it's you say you can, there's a lot of racism and homophobia in the industry. I mean, Broadway is very white. There's hardly any uh, people that are black leads on Broadway. And if they are, it's an all-black show, which is fantastic. But it's so hard for them to put people in a a position. um, It's so hard for for them to put people in a position of playing a part. um, Which is interesting to me. Because, you know, in in actuality... um, Sorry, that's my dogs. In actuality, that's uh, not cool. And Broadway's getting a lot of flack. They always have. But hopefully what's going on in America right now with all the protests and everything, that like maybe they'll actually do something about it. But it's a white-led industry. So let's see if it actually starts to transform. Now with our current uh, president-elect, uh, Biden and Vice President uh, let's see what happens. You know what I mean? So, yeah, anyways, I'm, I'm just going on because that's just the way I am. It's the way I feel. Uh, I am who I am, and I believe in who what I believe in, and I think it's great. And I usually can't stand most assholes. I usually can't stand a lot of human beings because they're so selfish. Um, I was selfish. I am selfish. I am racist. I am all the things that I um, have been created with as my identity. Um, But I will say I do um, conduct selfless acts. And I know the moment I feel like it is necessary to do something um, is when it's effortless. And when I can just do it, no problem. And um, But the moment I feel like I want a star or I want recognition. I kind of back off because I need to like reevaluate that and be like, okay, why am I really doing this? Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting, um, life's so interesting, right? And so like the entertainment industry and me performing and me stepping back and taking a broader look at it and understanding my talent and being okay with that. I'm not going to force something on me. I can't drive my ego that way all the time. It does not work for me. Uh, It can work for lots and lots of people. Um, But I definitely can do this. And I want you to be able to do what you want to do. Even if you're in a place that doesn't necessarily feel like you can do that, um, I hopefully, by listening to this, maybe you can um, get some get some uh, idea of other ways to do it, maybe. I'm not really sure. Um, like, I don't know. I just want to know. Let's see. For instance, I'm going to go look at my... Let's see who watches. So, like, let's see who listens. I don't know if people are really listening. If they are, I would love some, like, hey, what's up? Yeah, so it really reaches. I have a couple of downloads in the Philippines, Switzerland, and Germany. I love Germany. I love Berlin. It's one of the sexiest places on the planet. France, um, of course, the United States. Uh, 
And let's see, we got the Netherlands, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, Ireland, Canada, Australia. I know you're listening. I see that something is happening. You should tell your friends if they're queer. There's a couple of unknowns, South Africa. So yeah, like I just, uh, I just want you to know that I hear you. If you're an artist specifically, because that's what the season's about, um, <clears throat> send some love. Like, show your art, show your song. Let us hear your songs. Let's just, just showcase it in any way you can, safely and the way you feel comfortable. If this is the way you feel and you don't want to contact, of course not. But yeah, also you can find me at queer teen podcast at gmail, queer teen podcast at gmail dot com. That's another way. But yeah, so. I've been a performer all my life. I enjoy being on stage still. I will go on stage. I've done a couple of shows in the past few years. I met a lot of great people at actually a community theater around here. It actually um, hunkered me down a bit and made me see things and understand things. Well, it also it also makes you realize that regardless of where it is, theater is theater, and also it's the politics. Politics are all the same. Um, it doesn't matter. You know, you just do it to the degree that you feel comfortable. There's no there's no pressure in doing anything. There really isn't. I mean, it's all made up. People might say things to you, but inside of that, there's still no pressure because you're going to create that for yourself more than they are, even though it doesn't seem that way. If they're telling you to do something and you feel like you're forced to do it and you end up doing it and hating it, yeah, <clears throat> then, you know, but we're all, we all have different ways to identify like ourselves. They could be like, well, you're never going to get money or you're totally banned from the family. And it's like fucked up to do all those things and like threaten your your child or your friends or whomever it is. It's just not cool. That's a lot. This is just I wanted to put this like little story about myself and just different things about what I've done. And if you have any questions about what I do and like how I do it and. Um, I'm willing to go on that journey with anybody because I think it's like so cool. I think this is like the only thing I'm going to do the rest of my life is take the journey my, for myself and also take the journey with others and just see people for who they are and then get down to why they might be a fucking asshole <laughs> or why they're not taking steps to better themselves or why they are, love living life. And I'm not going... I will never... Um, care about your choices, like I said. I will. I will care about you, um, but I. You're literally gonna do whatever you want. At the end of the day, everybody actually is gonna do whatever they want, even if they feel trapped. They're still gonna find ways to do it. But if you do feel trapped, and this is your way of not feeling trapped, then so be it. I think it's beautiful. It's all beautiful. It all makes sense. You know, I'm very creative in my mind constantly, and I'm always constantly creating stories and ways of. I'm also that type, like, ways to, like, get out of bad situations, even though they're not even happening. Um, I also, I dream, like, in full color. I dream with, like, lots of um, story behind it when I go to bed at night. And everyone has their ideas and what they think they can interpret. And they're just totally fine. Uh, I love that. Interpret all you want. It's cool. Because um, life's a mystery. Even though you have you're doing things, life is still a mystery. There's no reason why we're doing any of this, but we're doing it, so we have to do it together. Um, none of this matters. So, 
me going through all of that and being an entertainer and like being in front of people and dancing and singing and um, doing a bad job at it, doing a good job at it, um, overthinking it, not overthinking it, not taking it too serious, taking it way too serious um, is all a part of it and none of it matters. I'm glad that I found that out, started to find that out nine years ago versus being like 50 or 60. But even if I found that out if I was a 50 or 60, I should say, it doesn't really matter. And whatever it is for you, whatever you find out is whatever you find out for yourself. So everyone's going to be different in that regards, but they're not going to, none of us are like too crazy different. Um, I just don't like to follow the rules. I like to follow the rules. Like when it comes to like paper like, me and my husband are both like, we can't break the rules. We're not going to break the rules. We're just going to do what they say. Um, but I also, but I don't like to follow the rules of life. I think that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I totally mean. Is, yeah. I don't like to follow the rules of life. I just thought it was weird. I always thought it was weird that I was told. Or, sh like, I wish it was just like, we have these things for you. If you want to do them, do them. If you don't, don't. So, great. And I wish it was like that, but it's not. Excuse me. There's pressure from all sides. Because it's just something that we've created. You know? But I don't ever want to stop loving what I do. And if I do, I'll move on. Which is what I did with performing full-time. I didn't like it anymore. I didn't love it. I got bored. So I moved on. It took me a while, but I figured it out. It was, you know, cool enough. Good enough for me. And then I had to figure it out some more and some more and some more and some more and some more. I had a breakdown, nervous breakdown, and all that kind of stuff. And I figured it out. But you're going to go through it all. You're going to go through You're gonna go through it all. It's just a matter of how you want to do it in the, in the end. Because at the end of the day, no one actually cares. They care about you. Like, I always... I said this is the third time saying it. But, like, everyone cares about you. But, like, you're still going to make a decision according to you. And decisions are made off of... Uh, preconceived notions about something or an experience that you've had. If you went to a place that you love, a restaurant that you really, really love, you know, and you're like, oh my God, this chicken there is like the best in the whole world. I'm going to always go back there. That's because you gave yourself the reasons you decided to go back. If you choose to do something, it's more like, I'm doing it. Let's do it. It does no thought. Let's just, let's just do it. I love it. It's great. Let's just do it. So, you know, those are kind of the differences. Just, you know, be your queer fucking self. And who fucking cares? You know, don't be a jerk. Have integrity. Work through your identity. Your whole life. Because that's what you're going to end up doing no matter what. And then... Day by day. Day by day. I don't know the rights. Day by day. Oh, dear Lord. These things I want to do in my life. But I don't know how to do them. And you never will know how to do them until you do them. That's all. And I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio. Oh, wait. No, I don't want to end it yet. I want to thank <laughs> my honor sponsors, Michael J. Gabraskis and Jose de la Cuesta. Please find me on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, at Queer Teen Podcast. And if you want to email me and just have a conversation, it's queerteenpodcast at gmail.com. 
reach out and be loud and be proud. And I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and thank you for listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. And remember, listen, learn, love.